0: to go at our own pace welcome to soul to wellness with kathy thurman over the next hour you're going to learn from expert guests their thoughts on alternative and complementary healing modalities now here is kathy
1: You're listening to Soul to Wellness with Kathy Thurman on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Kathy Thurman, and welcome to our ninth episode, everyone. I hope your week is starting on a positive note and providing you with some things to smile about. If not, I thought we'd jump right in with a time-tested stress reliever. We have yet to discuss the healing benefits of sound therapy, and there's no better time than the present moment. Now, for most people, drums, singing bowls, gongs, tuning forks, and even binaural beats may come to mind, but those forms of sound therapy cost money. And I'm here to help you heal holistically without breaking the bank. And I can tell you that the most effective method of sound therapy doesn't cost a dime because it uses a remarkable instrument called the larynx, AKA your voice box. When our neck and shoulders are relaxed, our larynx is free to produce what is known as our optimal pitch. When a person speaks at their optimal pitch, their voice is utilizing a pitch range that is comfortable and allows the vocal cords to vibrate properly. What's fascinating about our voice is that it's our signature vibration. Voices are like snowflakes. No two voices are alike. When we freely express our optimal pitch, Our voice resonates with the different parts of our body, including our organs, tissues, and energy systems. Simply listening to your voice can create a sense of balance within the body and can positively impact the energy flow of our biofield. It can reduce stress and support healing processes like enhancing the immune system. So I thought I'd introduce to you a technique called vocal toning. You're welcome to join in with me in this technique or to just listen either way. And before we sample the benefits of vocal toning, I invite you to check in with yourself on where you are with your anxiety level. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, where is that anxiety level at? Vocal toning is an ancient practice that entails sustaining phonetic sounds such as vowels or syllables. It's a form of chanting. Chanting any vowel or consonant sound can stimulate healing benefits in the body. But three sounds in particular trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our relaxation response. The ah sound, as in the word spa or father, okay? The ah sound is known to help a person feel centered. It can also help to open up the chest region and to connect the heart with the mind. The oo sound, as in the words blue or moon, helps to relax and ground our body. And then the M sound, prolonging the M sound, as in the words merry or mountain. The M sound has a powerful harmonizing effect on the body, which is one of the reasons why we naturally find ourselves humming. And what's also interesting is that these three sounds are some of the first vocal sounds that infants naturally produce. So what I propose is that we try chanting the ah sound, the ooh sound, and the "m" sound three consecutive times. Before each chant, I recommend taking in a deep breath, holding that breath for two counts, and then slowly releasing the sound for a count of seven. So deep breath in, holding the breath for two counts, and then releasing the sound for seven counts. I will first demonstrate with the ah sound. This is just a demonstration. I'm taking in a nice deep breath, holding for two counts, one, two, and then releasing. Ah. Seven counts on that exhale. Now try it with me. Starting with the ah sound, take in a nice deep breath, hold it for two counts, one, two, and release. Ah. Good. Breathe normally for a few seconds. Let's try it again. Nice deep breath and hold for two counts, one, two, and release. Ah. Breathe normally for a few seconds. And last time for the ah sound. Nice deep breath, hold for two counts. One, two, and release. Ah. And breathe normally for a few seconds now let's proceed with the ooh sound. Nice deep breath. Hold for two counts. One, two, and release. Ooh. Good. Breathe normally for a few seconds. And let's try it again. Nice deep breath and hold for two counts. One, two, and release. Ooh. Breathe normally for a few seconds. And last time for the ooh sound. Nice deep breath and hold for two counts. One, two, and release. Ooh. And breathe normally. Good. And last but not least, let's try the M sound. M as in Mary. And release the sound as if you're humming, like this. Mmm. Okay? Let's try it. Nice deep breath. Hold for two counts. One, two, and release. Mmm. Good. Breathe normally for a few seconds. And let's try it again. Nice deep breath and hold for two counts. One, two, and release. Mm. Breathe normally for a few seconds. And last time for the M sound. Nice deep breath and hold for two counts. one. Two and release. Mm. Breathe normally for a few seconds. Mm. Now pay attention to your mindset and any physical sensation within your body, and check in again with your anxiety level. I hope this vocal toning technique helped to knock down your stress level at least a few notches on that rating scale. For those of you who joined me in this exercise, thank you. (laughs) I know, it was a little weird. I'm even surprised that I just did that on Nationwide Radio. But hey, I feel better. How about you? How did it feel to simply listen to your voice? You know, what's sad is that our unresolved trauma keeps us from doing that. Fully expressing our voice and fully listening. Now let's talk about the inner voice. I'm not referring to the inner dialogue we hear in our mind, like random thoughts or negative chatter. I'm talking about the voice of our inner wisdom that comes from a higher version of ourselves. The voice that desperately tries to guide us to better health and well-being. The voice that says, are you sure you want that donut? How about a healthier alternative? And the same voice that says, are you sure you're happy with this job? Are you sure this relationship is healthy? This wise inner voice echoes from our subconscious and attempts to communicate with us through our intuition, our emotions, body language, synchronicity, patterns, and our dreams. As promised, on today's episode, we are going to discuss dream interpretation, particularly the sequence of dreams, and begin a conversation on how the soul's journey unfolds through what I refer to as the waking dream. Unfortunately, my guests Amanda Doherty and Pat Thurman couldn't make it on the show this evening because they had a last-minute conflict, but Amanda kindly forwarded me some information on essential oils and supplementation for Dream Recall, which I'll be sharing later on, and hopefully Pat will be able to join us on a future episode to discuss the House Tree Person Art Therapy Assessment. So let's get started on dreams, my favorite topic. Dreams are the gateway to our soul's desires, our inner truth, the depth of who we are, our health and wholeness, as well as the collective unconscious. We'll talk more about the collective unconscious later. But we're not always connected to our dreams, right? Because we don't always remember them. Well, on the subconscious level, we never lose connection with our dreams. Whether or not we're aware of it, we are always receiving guidance from our dreams, And we're always responding to our dream's guidance. Despite all the hardship in our life, the reason why we get out of bed and start a fresh new day is because we intuitively know it's worth it. And that positive self-discovery lies ahead. How do I know that? Because we are subconsciously and consciously governed by the pleasure-pain principle, which means we naturally gravitate towards pleasure and avoid pain. So I want you to think about this. Despite all the painful obstacles in life, despite all the crummy things we have to face day to day, like doctor's appointments, financial troubles, tough decisions, relationship problems, rejection from society, potential apocalypse, right? Despite all that, what do we do? We get up and face the day with a fresh start. The reason why is because we naturally gravitate towards pleasure without even thinking about it. We are subconsciously following our dreams. On a very deep level, we know that there is something to get out of bed for. And even for those of you who aren't getting out of bed, I highly doubt that you're not battling with your wise inner voice that's saying, hmm, you should get out of bed. You really should. (laughs) Although you might not remember them, last night you had three to five dreams that reminded you of all your passions and strengths, all the things you came here to see and experience, and all the reasons why you were here. The guidance from those dreams was the reason you got out of bed to make a fresh start. Our dreams are here to help us manifest the higher version of ourselves. But we cannot maximally benefit from her dreams if we don't value them or see them as meaningful, if we don't acknowledge them as an opportunity for growth, and especially if we don't know the basic rules to dreams. Uh, That's right, there are rules. But don't worry, I will share them. Rule number one, dreams play by their own set of rules. Dreams cannot be literally translated. Please do not literally translate a dream because dreams speak their own language. They communicate through feelings, symbols, metaphors, themes, archetypes, and puns. Dreams operate in their own reality. There is no time or space in dreams. Pigs can fly, hell can freeze over. As we all know, dreams can be quite surreal. Rule number two, dreams are meaningful and come in the service of health and wholeness. They educate us on our life lessons. Dreams attempt to show us what is holding us back. They provide us guidance on how to move forward and to improve our life. And there is nothing to be afraid of, because even nightmares come from a place of love. Nightmares are simply designed to get our attention, because something of urgency needs to be addressed. Believe me, our dreams will initially convey their message to us through sweet dreams, hence the expression. But lessons are meant to be learned. We are here on the planet to expand our consciousness. Through life lessons comes knowledge, skills, and empowerment. When we begin to resist our life lessons, and if we're not paying attention, dreams will transition from sweet to weird to outright terrifying, all of which are attempting to convey the same exact message. Dreams will deliberately elicit disturbed feelings so that you have a difficult time forgetting them. That's the only purpose of a nightmare. It's only scaring you to get your attention. Dreams will repeat the same theme over and over again using a different cast of characters in a different setting until we fully process its meaning and the lesson to be learned. Dreams may also become repetitive for the exact same reason. Just like technology, we are meant to evolve, transform, and upgrade. But on the same token, it's okay not to be perfect. And our dreams will remind us of that too. I'm just taking a wild stab here, but if you are listening to this Soul to Wellness show, I'm assuming you believe in a soul. Well, your soul is that inner voice I was just talking about, and we are here to fulfill our soul's desires. Our dreams contain those desires. Our soul wants what it wants, and its wants are pretty simple. For the most part, our soul wants to grow a little each day and to approve upon the person we were yesterday. Dream rule number three. Dreams are one of many ways that our soul attempts to communicate with us, and it does so through the subconscious mind. Our subconscious consists of our deep-seated thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that we are not aware of. As mentioned before in past episodes, these thoughts, feelings, and behaviors resulted from past experiences and they influence our behaviors and how we perceive the world. Our subconscious is like a database. It's a record of all our experiences, emotions, beliefs, values, habits, protective reactions, long-term memory, forgotten memories, imagination, Intuition, our deepest fears, and our greatest desires. That's a huge database. Our subconscious comprises 90% of our mind, which means we are unaware of 90% of the things going on in our noggin. And the subconscious is the part of the mind that controls many automatic processes in the body, like breathing, heart rate, digestion, and other physiological functions. The subconscious is what governs our stress response. It really is in our best interest to make friends with our subconscious and to get to know it a little bit. Sure, you can battle with your subconscious, but like I said, you have 10% control and your subconscious has 90% control. You're not going to win that war, (laughs) so you may as well get along. Luckily, our dreams can tell us what's going on inside our subconscious. As far as I'm concerned, who wouldn't want to? The subconscious is infinite imagination. I mean, you've had some pretty wild dreams, right? The subconscious is the location of all the possibilities, and it's the place where present, past, and future coexist. Our subconscious is connected to the collective unconscious. And this part of the mind is derived from ancestral memory and experiences that are common to all of mankind. I don't want to take too much time explaining the collective unconscious, but in a nutshell, the collective unconscious is a term coined by Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung, and it's believed to be a deep layer to our subconscious that is shared with the consciousness of all humans. Think of it as a human internet. This human internet contains the entire history and future of mankind, and we all have a Wi-Fi access to it. The collective unconscious is an explanation for universal symbols, archetypes, and patterns of thoughts and behaviors. All right, I'm going to share some quick fun facts on dreams that suggest we have access to the collective unconscious. For starters, Abe Lincoln dreamt he would be assassinated. Inventions by Albert Einstein and Nikola Tesla were inspired by their dreams. Dmitry Mendeleev dreamt the details of the periodic table of elements. The details. In the course of history, dreams have been responsible for hit songs such as Dream by John Lennon, as well as best-selling books like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Salvador Dali attributes his surrealist art to dreams. There is a record of 19 people foreseeing the sinking of the Titanic. There's also a record of 9-11 victims dreaming about the upcoming attack. A shared theme across cultures is the hero's journey. The hero's journey is a pattern and sequence of events that unfolds in most stories, both written and in film. And you can see this same storyline pattern across myths, legends, cultures, and time periods. So given what I've just shared with you, yes, dreams can be prophetic. I've even had some prophetic dreams myself. Moving on to rule number four. To fully benefit from our dreams guidance, we must set the intention to remember our dreams. Before going to bed, Say out loud or to yourself, I will remember my dreams. I will remember my dreams. Have a notepad or electronic recorder nearby so that you can record your dream immediately upon waking, waking. or immediately describe the dream to someone as soon as you wake up. Record whatever you can remember about the dream, even if it's just fragments. It's important to immediately record your dream because you will lose at least half of the dream's content within the first five minutes you wake up. As long as I don't have to use the bathroom, which at my age is hit or miss, something I do first thing in the morning is lie completely still upon waking. I've noticed that as long as I don't move, as soon as I wake up, I have better access to my dreams. I'm going to share some things that my frequent guest, Amanda Doherty, forwarded to me. I asked her if there were some supplements she could take for dreams. She said there are a handful, but vitamin B6 is the most common to promote dream recall, and it's easy to find. Research suggests that the longer you take vitamin B6, the clearer your dreams will become. If you're not a fan of supplements, you can get plenty of vitamin B6 from fruits, vegetables, whole grain cereals, legumes, dairy products, red meat, liver, and fish. As far as essential oils, mugwort is at the top of the list for dream recall. Mugwort is known to soothe the nerves while stimulating the mind. It will boost memory power. In case you're interested, it's possible for Mugwort to promote out-of-body experiences. But that's another topic for another day. (laughs) Mugwort will help you to stay conscious in the dream state. Staying conscious in the dream state is known as lucid dreaming. I'm often asked why lucid dreaming is important. And I wouldn't say that it's important, but it is empowering. If you are conscious in your dreams you can control them and basically do whatever you wish. Actively participating in your dreams can help you to overcome nightmares and phobias. And whatever you do in your dream can have a positive impact on your body. For example, if you heal your body in a dream, it generally expedites the healing in your physical body. The essential oils of patchouli, valerian root, and lemon balm are also associated with um, lucid dreaming. Sandalwood, rosemary, and frankincense will aid dream recall. And studies of rose essential oil have revealed that rose promotes positive dreams and grounds the body before bedtime. Unfortunately, we can't interpret our dreams if we don't remember them, right? The first priority must be to transfer our dream recall from short-term memory to long-term memory. Upon waking, our focus should solely be on recording the dream, okay? So record first and worry about interpretation later. To maximize your dream recall, and this is the secret to dream recall, are you ready? Document and describe your dream in the present tense not the past tense, present. Describing a dream in present tense will help you to remember more details. Another helpful tip is to always begin the description of your dreams with the words, it's like, it's like. Describing a dream in present tense and beginning your sentences with the words, it's like, will help train your brain to recognize symbolic metaphors. I'll give you an example of past tense versus present tense in dream description. Now, this is just a clip from one of my client's dreams. And first, I'm going to describe it in past tense. Here it goes. I just had this dream. And all I remember is that I was at a music center and was preparing for a performance. The conductor asked me if I could play the guitar. And I said, yes but i forgot the guitar notice how the past tense description i just gave you was void of any emotional content that's exactly what happens when we describe a dream in past tense when we describe a, our dreams in present tense more details of the dream begins to surface because we are embracing the dream as if it's happening now and consequently our memory is more generous And we obtain more of the emotional content. Here's the same clip in present tense. In this stream, it's like I'm working in a music center, and it's like I'm preparing for a very important performance. I can tell it's a big event. I'm so excited because the conductor is approaching me and he's asking me to play the guitar. This is completely unexpected. I never thought it could happen. I'm so flattered. And I tell him, yeah, of course. And it's like I'm looking around and searching everywhere. And it's like I'm not seeing it. I can't find it. And I realize, oh, no, I forgot the guitar. I forgot the guitar. And I'm completely heartbroken. See the difference? There is substantially more information to be obtained from the second description. And I'll be expanding on this dream scenario and how it had everything to do with a brand new chapter in my client's life on the other side of this commercial break. Don't fall asleep now. Stay tuned.
0: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Tune in to hear Kathy Thurman share her favorite tools and stories from 17 years of experience working as a certified holistic life coach, hypnotist, and energy medicine practitioner on Soul to Wellness with expert guests offering their feedback on alternative and complementary healing modalities. Soul to Wellness, hosted by Kathy Thurman, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back and thank you for joining Kathy Thurman on Soul to Wellness. Your place to tune into your inner self and explore the journey to whole person wellness. Now, back to the show.
1: You're listening to Soul to Wellness with Kathy Thurman. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the topic of the basic rules to dream interpretation. We covered the first four rules, and let's quickly recap. Rule number one, dreams play by their own set of rules and primarily communicate their feeling through feelings, symbols, and metaphors. Rule number two, all dreams are meaningful and come in the service of health and wholeness. And the only reason why dreams shift from sweet to weird to scary is because we have an important lesson to learn so that we can move on to the next chapter in our life. Rule number three. Dreams are one of many ways that our soul attempts to communicate with us. And it does so through the subconscious mind. And through our subconscious mind, we may also connect with the collective unconscious. Rule number four. To fully benefit from our dream's guidance, we must set the intention to remember our dreams and record them immediately upon waking. For optimal recall, it's best to record the dream in present tense and begin sentences with the words, It's like. And now moving on to rule number five. To fully benefit from our dream's guidance, we must accept the universal law of duality. According to the law of duality, Everything is a continuum and has complementary opposites within the whole. We have the sun and the moon, up and down, hot and cold, inhale and exhale, health and illness, love and fear, good and bad. We can't have the good without the bad. We can't appreciate one without the other because one defines the other. Both have purpose in life. Denial of the law of duality is resistance, and we can't move forward if we resist. Once we accept the law of duality, life flows more smoothly. We feel freer because we've let go of the control. Your dreams will present to you some of these concepts of polar opposites, and they will present themselves in the form of symbols and metaphors. A common theme of duality in dreams is masculine and feminine energy. On the Soul to Wellness page of my business website at MyHeroicHeart.com, I have listed a chart of the qualities of masculine and feminine energies. Remember when I said that you should never try to literally translate your dreams? Well, despite one's gender, we all have both masculine and feminine energies within us. Our dream is usually asking us to somehow balance these qualities, and it will symbolically show us how these qualities are out of balance. A lot of sex dreams, believe it or not, are about balancing the masculine and feminine energies. Many times a man in a dream can represent our career because the masculine energy is an outward energy and can represent um, our relationship with the world. And sometimes a female in a dream can represent our self-care because the feminine energy is an inward energy and has a lot to do with a relationship with ourself. It helps to see a list of masculine feminine qualities, so I recommend taking a look at the chart. Again, you can find that chart on my Soul to Wellness business page. Just another tip I'd like to add regarding genders in our dreams This has been very consistent in my depth psychology studies and experience as a past life regressionist. When we dream about a parent, our father or a mother, the dream is usually showing us how our parents influenced us, either positively or negatively. If it was a negative influence, the dream is trying to show us how to overcome it. If it was a positive influence, our dream is trying to show us how the influence is supporting our life path. And more times than not, it has something to do with our career. Moving on to rule number six. To fully benefit from our dream's guidance, we must desire to know the truth about ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes we don't want to face the fact that we can be the biggest bully in our life and that maybe we can take better care of ourselves. And maybe we can reach out more to others for help or help others more or that sometimes we can make wiser choices. Facing the truth may require revisiting our past and healing unresolved emotional wounds. Facing the truth may require significant change in our life, changes that we may be resistant to making. The content of our dream is coming from our subconscious, which is our highest source of wisdom. Our subconscious knows what we're capable of, It would not present anything to us that we are not ready for. But what I've learned from being a past life regressionist is that we designed this life, and there is nothing that is going to be put on our plate that we can't handle. And luckily, we don't have to handle it alone because we have loved ones, professionals, and even our own souls willing to lend us a hand. And finally, rule number seven. And I'm sure you've heard this before. Everything in the dream is about you. Dreams come from your personal experiences and perceptions, not someone else's. When it comes to interpreting dream symbols and metaphors, trust your intuition. Their meaning will eventually come to you. People often ask me for recommendations on dream symbol books. I'm not a fan of these books because symbols can have many meanings. Symbols can mean different things to different people, and the meaning of a symbol can change during different times in your life, day to day even. A basic example is the symbol of a dog. I've read in some dream interpretation books that a dog can represent your career. For some people, a dog represents a best friend. I can assure you that is not going to be the case for someone who was bitten by a dog or someone who is a die-hard cat lover. If someone just lost their dog due to death or because it ran away, the dog could represent loss or grief or feeling lost. So it just depends. Give the symbol some thought, and its meaning will come to you. Just keep in mind that everything in the dream is about you. I'll give you a few examples. Let's say someone in your dream is cheating. Your subconscious may be communicating to you that somehow you are being unloyal to yourself. In the case of my client's dream, he was at a music center, remember? The dream symbols may be showing him that music is the center of his life or a central component to an upcoming chapter in his life. If you are dreaming about high school Your subconscious may be telling you that there is a negative influence from your high school years that is holding you back. Or the dream could be attempting to reveal a life lesson that is using the symbol of high school to represent the higher education of your soul. I don't know. That's for you to decide. There is nothing wrong with asking for help to interpret your dreams, but I recommend first trying to interpret your dreams yourself. Before you are swayed by someone's opinion. Because of my interest in depth psychology, there is one book that I recommend that contains many meanings of hundreds of universal symbols and archetypes that could show up in your dreams. The title of the book is Signs and Symbols, an Illustrated Guide to Their Origins and Meanings by Philip Wilkinson. Again, this book is called Signs and Symbols by Philip Wilkinson. And I'll leave a link to that book on my Soul to Wellness business page at myheroicheart.com. Okay, let's quick recap the three basic rules to dreams, the last three. Rule number five, we must accept the universal law of duality. Rule number six, we must desire to know the truth about ourselves. And rule number seven, everything in the dream is about you. And please try to use your own intuition to interpret your dream symbols and not books. You will find a list of these seven basic rules to dream interpretation on the Soul to Wellness page of my business website at myheroicheart.com. Okay, moving on to the sequence of dreams. The sequence of dreams will dictate the meaning of the symbols in our dreams. And I'll talk more about that in just a minute. Whether or not you remember your entire dream, every dream has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning of the dream is presenting to us a problem, some sort of obstacle or lesson in life. The only exception to that is the dream may also be presenting to us an untapped gift that we intended to use in this life. And if we're not using that gift, then it's a problem. Because on the soul level, we signed up to use special gifts to fulfill the mission of our life path. So the beginning of the dream is generally presenting a problem. The dream is trying to communicate, hey, you have a problem, and the problem is like this. And the dream proceeds to show us what the problem is through symbols and metaphors. I'm often asked, why can't the dream just spill the beans and simply tell us the way it is? Why does it have to be so cryptic? I know, it's frustrating. It took me a very long time to enjoy dream interpretation. But what I've learned is that our subconscious is just as frustrated with us. Because most of us are not grounded. Most of us are avoiding the present moment through distraction or escaping with addiction. Most of us are suppressing the warning signals in our body with pills or unrealistic measures of perfection. And most of us are willfully ignoring our wise and highly intuitive inner voice. Our subconscious is a nice dude. Our subconscious is like, woohoo, I'm your friend here. I'm trying to help you progress in life and find the happiness you deserve. I've been trying and trying to show you the way with the sweet, fluffy dreams, but you're doing something to your body chemistry that prevents you from getting the deep sleep that is necessary to receive my messages. And you've left me no choice. Now I have to tough love it and get weird and scary to shake you up in order to create the necessary change. That was my best impersonation of your subconscious, all right? I'm a radio show host, not an actress. <laughs> anyway, more times than not, the problem is clear as day, right in front of our eyes, but we can't see it. Our subconscious initially attempts to show us the problem in a less threatening way using recent bits of information that we were exposed to, like the people we were with the weather, or a recent meal we ate or a movie we watched. Our subconscious is waiting to guide us and help us to move forward. And the tips that I'm providing in this show are here to help you to connect and begin dialoguing with your subconscious. Let's talk about the middle of our dreams. In the middle of a dream, our subconscious is attempting to convey the source or root cause of the problem. Is trying to show us things that led up to the problem, things like our fears, family influences, past emotional wounds, or limited and rigid beliefs. So the beginning of the dream is the presenting problem. The middle of the dream is the cause of the problem. And that now brings us to the end of the dream. The end of the dream is the solution to our problem. In the end of our dreams, our subconscious is attempting to show us the steps and course of actions that are required to overcome the problem. Our subconscious may be telling us to make a decision and to act on it. We may need to begin a project or research or end a relationship or quit a bad habit or change a rigid belief that is no longer serving us. Our subconscious may be guiding us to exercise more or to take a break or to meditate, or play, or get creative, or explore an untapped gift. Our subconscious may be showing us how to negotiate or to find compromise in a conflict we have with others that will satisfy the needs and interests of all parties. All I know is that there is a lot of wisdom within our subconscious, and the strategies and solutions that our dreams offer are worth investigating. So how does the sequence of our dream change the meaning of the symbols? I'll provide some examples. Let's return to my client's dream with the guitar. Now, what I provided you was just a clip. I'll quickly review what happened. My client was at a music center and he was preparing for a performance. The conductor asked him if he could play the guitar. My client said yes, but he forgot the guitar. Let's take that exact clip and insert it into the beginning of a dream. The beginning of a dream presents the problem. So in this case, the dream may be trying to convey that forgetting about the guitar is the problem. If you take that same exact clip and you insert it into the middle of the dream, the middle of the dream is the cause or source of the problem. So the dream may be communicate, or trying to communicate that forgetting about the guitar is what led to a current problem in my client's life. Again, if we take the same exact clip and insert it into the end of a dream, the dream may be trying to tell my client that forgetting about the guitar is the solution to the problem. His subconscious may be trying to tell him, dude, forget about it. Ditch the guitar. It's trouble, and it's distracting you from something you need to prepare for. Well, his subconscious could have been telling him that, but that wasn't the case, because I got the full context of the dream, and forgetting about the guitar was the beginning of his dream. My client's subconscious was revealing that forgetting about the guitar was the problem, Because this fine young man had been working as a sound engineer most of his career, and his subconscious was trying to remind him that there is a fabulous musician within him, and that it was time he began performing and sharing his beautiful gift with the world. I want to make sure we have enough time to review the universal law of marrying, so I'm just going to provide one more example on how the sequence of dreams can change a symbol's meaning. I'm going to use the example of the fast food restaurant called McDonald's. Let's say your dream presented to you the symbol of McDonald's. If McDonald's shows up at the beginning of the dream, your subconscious is communicating that McDonald's is the problem. Let's say you're an employee working at McDonald's and your subconscious may be telling you that working there is no longer in your best interest. Your subconscious may be presenting what we call a play on words with the name McDonald. And perhaps someone you know with the last name of McDonald doesn't have your best interest at heart. See how the same symbol can have different meanings to different people? Let's say you're having some health issues and McDonald's presents itself in the middle of your dream. In that case, your subconscious is letting you know that McDonald's is the cause or at least a contributing factor to your health problems. If McDonald's shows up at the end of your dream, your subconscious is presenting the symbol as a solution to your problem. You might have fond memories about playing in the playground at McDonald's, and your dream is trying to say, Hey, you're working too hard. Let's carve out some time for fun. Hopefully, you're beginning to see the importance of dream recall, because if we don't have the full context of the dream, the dream will be difficult to accurately interpret. And now we're finally moving on to the universal law of mirroring. Earlier on the show, I had mentioned that our subconscious attempts to communicate with us through our intuition, our emotions, body language, dreams, synchronicities, and patterns. The synchronicities and patterns in our lives are due to the law of marrying. The law of marrying is a metaphysical theory that I personally subscribe to because the stories and explanations that I have received from conducting hundreds of past life regressions fully support it. The law of marrying suggests that there is a connection between our inner state of consciousness and the external experiences we attract. One of the rules to dream interpretation was that everything in the dream is about you. Similar to dream interpretation, the law of mirroring suggests that everything in your life is about you and your soul's journey. And I mean everything. According to the law of mirroring, the circumstances, the events, and the people that we encounter are merely a reflection of our own thoughts, beliefs, and energy. If you can begin looking at your life as you would interpreting a dream, you can begin to see everything as a symbol or a metaphor. Doing so will help you to gain insight into your own inner battles as well as your inner strengths. According to the law of mirroring, the universe is primarily reflecting how you feel, and it's not doing so as a form of punishment. Just like a scary dream, the universe is attempting to wake us up to how we feel about ourselves. It's trying to wake us up to what we have to overcome in order to experience the highest version of ourselves. Just like a dream, the universe through the law of marrying, is revealing the problems and obstacles that are interfering with our ability to fully live our life purpose. On a daily basis, the universe is encouraging us to self-reflect and to take a good, hard look at what messages we are putting out there in the world. I feel inferior. I feel alone and unsupported. If we are putting those messages out there, the law of marrying will reflect back to us those same exact thoughts and will cause us to feel more of the same. If we feel inferior, alone, and unsupported, unsupported the universe will give us more reasons to feel inferior, alone, and unsupported. And once you wake up to this, you have the power. To do something about it. Unfortunately, many of our thoughts are subconscious. We are not aware of many of our negative thoughts, which is why it's so important to learn how to communicate with our subconscious, and why it's so important to be in the present moment with it. In the Shakespearean play, The Tempest, was uh, uh, sorry, in the Shakespearean play, The Tempest, what there was a famous phrase. We are of such stuff as dreams are made on, and our little life is rounded with a sleep. This passage conveys the sentiment, life is but a dream. And it's our physical life that I refer to as the waking dream. I have learned from past life regressions that everything in this physical life is about you and your soul's journey. I have learned that one past life flows into the other, and from that and from from the point of conception, we bring negative beliefs into our current life. From past life regressions, I have learned that there is a sequence to the waking dream, and the sequence is the same exact sequence that I just described in dreams. This waking dream is chock full of mystical and magical symbols and metaphors. And there is a beginning, a middle, and an end to this waking dream. Over the course of our soul's journey, the waking dream is unveiling the problem, the cause, and the solution. I have learned from my past experience with past life regression that our childhood traumas, which is the source of most of our problems, are the exact same problems that we were unable to overcome in a past life. And that is the reason why we are re-experiencing them in this life. I have learned in our 20s, 30s, and 40s, that is the middle of our waking dream. And it's during that time we we do a lot of self-discovery, figuring out who we are, what we want out of life, and we begin to see what causes us to self-sabotage. And as long as we are open to change and continue to self-reflect, I have learned that our more senior years provide us with the solutions to heal the painful lessons and the negative cycles in our lives. In the final episode of Soul to Wellness on Tuesday, February 27th, I will be providing true stories from past life regressions to facilitate a better understanding of how the law of marrying applies to the waking dream and how the waking dream unveils the history of your past life and how all the synchronicities and patterns in your current life are clues. And once you get it, this is when life gets to be very, very interesting. Being open to the concept of multiple lives is life-changing, and a thorough understanding of the law of mirroring empowers us to make the changes we want in our life because it helps us to align our energy and our consciousness with our soul's desires. And once your soul is happy, health and wellness follows. Well, it's time for a close. And the next episode of Soul to Wellness, I'm honored to have two new guests. Joining us on the first half of the show will be Kat Kirby to discuss Soul Collage, which is a creative and intuitive process that combines collage with self-exploration. And then on the second half of the show, Ariana Gonzalez will be educating us on the practice of medical qigong. Both women are beautiful inside and out, and I can't wait for next week's show. And that's all we have for tonight, everyone. Please remember to take your vitamin B6, set your intentions, and never stop dreaming big. I'm Kathy Thurman, signing off on Soul to Wellness on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There's no
0: need to hurry. Slow and steady always wins the race. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Soul to Wellness with Kathy Thurman. We hope you have learned a lot and you can apply in your own life. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week. Thank you.